On this week's podcast, we're talking to our special guest, Nalene Crocker, where I'll be asking her all the pressing questions you've been wanting to know about graphic design, like what's going on in the mind of a graphic designer when they design things. That's the kind of things we'll find out today on the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Harris. And this week, we're having a Q&A with our graphic designer, Nalene Crocker. Welcome to the podcast, Nalene. Hello, everyone. Listen, this is your first podcast. We just talked about that a second ago. So how does it feel to be in the hot seat this week? Uh, this feels like I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could ask you about like things you're like, I would hope, I mean, you being a graphic designer, the Q&A with a graphic designer would make logical sense that we ask you about things you're already doing and have done. And I mean, how long have you been a graphic designer now? I was thinking about that last night as I was preparing for this. I'm, I've been in the graphic design world for close to almost 10 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you went to Auburn Montgomery here in town? I did, yes. I went to AUM. I got my degree in graphic design from there. Okay. And you're a Montgomery person, too, because you went to BTW before that. Yeah. So I mean, you've been on this art track for, for a pretty a long, long time. time yeah. yeah. Well, it's paid off very well for you. <laughs> and so uh, Nalene and I have known each other for several years. I don't know exactly how many. We actually met, I think, at Eastern Hills. Um, I think it was the first time we met there, and I met Ben before. I think I met you also too. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I'm glad you remember <laughs> I that because I, I do. I just remember going there once and seeing like I saw this piece of art. It was on the window, and I was like, <laughs> "Who did that?" Because yeah, I think it was for like a wild game banquet. Oh yes, and, I remember now. Yep, yeah, and I saw that and I asked like, "Who did that?" And they're like, "Oh, Dolly did that." You can't talk to her though. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't if I want to. <laughs> and, of course, I mean, you were very happy there. We might have actually met when you were with um, Alabama Living even before that, or Aria. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I mean, it would have been very brief there, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama Rural Electric Association. So, And that's pretty much that's your work history. I mean, you've worked at both of those places. And you've done a lot of – I mean, you've done some book illustrations also, too, in the past. And- yes. So right out of college, I um, started working at Alabama Living, the magazine, and I was the graphic designer there. So I did that for a while. And then I decided I'm going to try freelance. So I did a couple years of just working on my own. And then I transitioned to working for a church as their graphic designer Mm -hmm. and their social media person. And now I'm here at Dogwood. I remember one of the things we talked about in your interview with Dogwood, you're like, do I have to do social media? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, you don't have to do that. I mean, you'll be working with social media graphics. And you're like, well, that's what I like doing the best. And so so I guess just tell us, like, what what are you doing nowadays? Of course, it's been a little bit different lately because you've taken on more responsibilities right now. And um, we have another graphic designer coming on board here that will be helping out, which I know you're probably very grateful for. Very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Because we, we, Nalene is... Uh, was 20 hours a week part-time and now has stepped up and kind of filling in the gaps and been helping a lot. And then uh, our new graphic designer will be starting. And so beforehand, let's go back to uh, what you were doing before. And then and we can kind of talk about like some of the things you'll be doing in the future for Dogwood also too. So, I mean, like beforehand, you were doing a lot of social graphics for the most part. Yes. So um, every month I had like a rotation of just all our, of our different clients. I would just work on um, whatever our social media strategists came up with. I would make the graphics 
for all of those things. Okay. And you do some other projects also. You've done some branding projects. Yes, some and, branding, yes. Yep. And uh, it, I know you've done some layouts mm-hmm. and different things also too. And then going forward, you're going to be doing a lot more of our, our branding and a lot more of those type of projects. And the social media graphics will be uh, more moving towards our other designer too. So because you are the most experienced designer <laughs> on our staff. So you get the more responsibilities. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I'm very excited about that. I like social media graphic design, but um, my heart really is um, in branding and working for small businesses and um, business owners in that way. Yeah, and this will be a lot more fun. You'll get to have a little couple more client meetings, but mm-hmm. also it kind of leans into like family is 100% number one for you over graphic design and everything else. And, and that's one of the things we've tried to be re, like real respectful with and, and by, by allowing basically – Nolene has a great situation. I feel like it's a great situation. It is a very great situation. I, your husband <laughs> says it's a great situation when he came up to me. He was like, man, Nolene loves this. He like, because you're getting to spend time with your kids and take right. care of them. And then work comes second in, in the gaps that the kids are asleep or if they're at a Mother's Day out or something like that, you're able to kind of do the work in, in those time frames, but not taking away from being mom number one. Right. So. So I'm glad we've been able to do that. And that's, <laughs> hey, it, it gets it gets Nolene here with us more <laughs> by making sure that we take care of our, our people. And so I hope that's been one of the things that has paid off well for you too. So Yeah, uh, it has been good. Um, people ask me, like, do I enjoy coming into work? And I'm like, I, I do. I feel like it makes, like it affects my home life when I go home. Like the time I get away to be with other adults to talk about things other than snacks and <laughs> <laughs> what show we're watching next and to um, let my creative juices like work. It really does help um, when I go back home and well, I'm a mom. I, I love getting this because you do a great job on Instagram too for your personal Instagram. <laughs> I love seeing like your pictures and there'll be like a picture of you guys at the zoo. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool that she's getting to be like <laughs> that mom that gets to take your kids to the zoo. Right. And, and you take these amazing pictures on there too because you're also a photographer too. Uh, yes. we, we don't really even, we don't even <laughs> touch your photography skills here for the most part. I think we've had to use you a couple of times like as mm-hmm. emergency situations, but we've tried not to like take advantage of that because we have a photographer on staff that right. we try to send all those things to. But yeah, but that's a pretty big thing. And your Instagram is kind of reflective of having a photographer behind the lens on that too. And you get to see all these awesome pictures of your kids and stuff. And y'all, y'all have a fun time. We so, do have a good time. Well, I do have a bunch of questions I've, I've lined up here. Um, and we kind of gave you a heads up on that. So mm-hmm. we kind of been winging it from before now. So I hope it hasn't been <laughs> making you too nervous. But so um, we kind of delved into this a little bit. I asked you, uh, the, one of the questions we had was, tell us about your journey into graphic design. And you kind of touched on that with AUM. I mean, what was some of the things that like led you to go, okay, this is what I need to focus on at AUM is graphic design. Or is there anything in like a particular that did that? Um, so I've always been a creative person. Even as a child, I, you would find me drawing or making a craft or some, doing something mm-hmm. kind of in that world. And um, in high school, I went to BTW and I studied um, photography there. So I did that for four years. And then when I graduated high school, I was just convinced, like, I'm going to become a marriage counselor. <laughs> And so I went to um, another school here in town, and I was like, "I'm this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a marriage counselor. And I took my first psychology class, and I said, mm, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is for me. And I started slowly realizing um, I really needed to be in a field where I could be creative. Mm. Um, so what was a good way for me to do that, but also, you know, make a living for myself? And uh, graphic design seemed to be 
the sweet spot for that. So what are the, like, out of all the graphic design, because there's, there's so many different mediums of graphic design, like what's the, like, one that's, like, your favorite type of project when you get those? And you mentioned branding earlier. Yes. So, so it is branding. Um, I love working with small businesses and different business owners, especially in Montgomery. Um Everyone has like everyone can have a great idea, but not everyone knows how to necessarily bring that idea to life in design. So my favorite thing to do is to walk with someone to take their good idea and then bring it to life through colors and types and then like what it will look like to the world. Is there other creative outlets that you've like there's just still getting to be like being involved in, even with you know being a mom first and a graphic designer? Is there like another piece that you're like I still love being this also too. Um, yes, I like to uh, call myself an expert dabbler in all things creative. <laughs> so I find that if I'm not doing other things off the screen, that it affects my design work on the screen, if mm. that makes sense. It so um, like we mentioned before, I dabble in photography. Yeah. Um, I'm also into pastels right now. <laughs> so I'm like painting uh, like nature scenes and pastels. And then I also love... Um, like interior design and decorating wow. my house. I am the person at 9 p.m. that will look at my husband and say, all right, let's move our entire living room and rearrange it. And he's like, all right. And yes, he... <laughs> he's known you so long at this point. He's just like, all right. He's uh, yeah. never surprised anymore. He just gets up and he's like, okay, just tell me where you want me to put this. When, when do you have time to do the pastel stuff too? I mean, you um, stay really busy, it seems I like. Do. I do stay really busy. It's usually during nap time. So, okay. like, I'll finish my work. My kids are, like, napping or still resting. And then I'll um, have a moment to just paint a little bit. Do y'all, do y'all like, watch any TV or anything like that, too? Like, the actual, the I call them the brainless functions where you can just, like, <laughs> zone out. Or is, like, is going and doing, like, pastels, like, more of an outlet? Uh, yeah. I We do watch TV, but I try not to make that my go-to because mm -hmm. I know at the end of the day, doing something creative will be more beneficial. Okay. But that's that's always was the hardest thing with my kids mm -hmm. was us, like, we wanted to do these different things. And then there were sometimes like... I just need to put on Miss Patty Cakes yeah. and, and like go do something. <laughs> yes, but don't the, get me wrong. We do have moments like that too. <laughs> yeah. How, how would you say, like, because you, you mentioned the pastels, how would you say that like your style has changed in that 10 year period too? Because I, I imagine what, if we looked at what Nolly did 10 Ooh. years ago, it would probably look a little bit different than what it does now. Hopefully it is different and hopefully it is a lot better. Um, I think when I first started in graphic design, um, I lean towards more of like an illustrative approach, mm -hmm. um, more, I think I was like doing a lot more like children's work, so a lot more illustrative, and now I think my style has definitely cleaned up a little bit, um, and if someone gives me like free reign on a project, then I find myself leaning towards um, more nostalgic design, mm. so design that's based less on like illustration and more on like type and um, color and uh, leaning towards like a more vintage feel. I, I, you kind of can see that. I was, I was thinking about the project that we're working on right now as a branding project mm -hmm. for the WMU Foundation up that's in Birmingham. Right. Yeah. And so that's one that you've taken the lead on. We went up to met with them, kind of got the whole insight for what they're looking for. And they showed us some of their old logos mm -hmm. that they had and how much they still loved some of these old, old logos and branding work that they had done in the past, but they needed it to be cleaned up. They needed right. it to to be the what what is what's this logo look like in 2023 now right and 
that's what you were able to, to send to them. So. Yes. Um, one thing, my husband, Ben, he hears me say it all the time because I'm always judging design, um, is that good design will always be good design. Um, so taking the aspects of a de- design that are timeless and just cleaning it up is mm-hmm. what I often um, find myself doing. I, I'd even say even like with the Montgomery Half logo, that one yeah. we did this year too, mm-hmm. like it has that same look mm-hmm. to it because with them, they don't have – we tried to, we talked about a consistent brand for them and they're actually the anomaly uh, for me because like everything else we want to have like this consistent look year to year, Right. but their big thing is swag. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up coming up with a whole system for the next five years mm-hmm. that it's going to have a different look every year, but they're still in the same brand system, right? which is, so as we're kind of meeting both goals by mm-hmm. being consistent, but still, giving people like unique swag for each year. Right. And that's a, that would end up being a pretty cool idea. Yeah, so, it was a really good idea. And, and, and actually our, our new graphic designer was involved in somewhat with that mm-hmm. too. And and then you were able to go in and add some more touches to that to kind mm-hmm. of take it to the next level and kind of just do a little cleanup on that. And it's, I'm excited about that. Me I think too. people are going to be super excited <laughs> when they see this too. Me too. Especially the whole getting to introduce like the whole concept of what this is going to be for the mm-hmm. next years that someone would want to run this race so they can have like the full set right. of what this collection Almost is like going a to be. collection. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I mean, I, w- I kind of thought like, like Starbucks cups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. In fact, we might have to do a mug of these. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. And, you know, you, That's you, a good idea. You did bring the mugs to her office. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll tell everyone that story real quick. Nalene walks in and <laughs> she has her coffee mug that has like a star on it and it has just her head on it. And so everyone knows this coffee mug is Nalene's coffee mug because who else would have a coffee mug with their head on it? Just her picture. <laughs> just for a background story, I'm not obsessed with myself. It is a reference from the office. Yeah. <laughs> and so we did it. So we we I asked you to like, hey, can you go through and pull everyone's heads off their pro- uh, profile pictures that are on our website? And we ordered coffee mugs for everyone that's a staff member here at Dogwood. And now it's become a tradition yeah. that you get your picture made, and then Nalene goes in and does. I call it the fat head. Yeah. Uh, which is really funny because Jessica Head is her her last name That's is Head. Funny. I was like, can you do Jessica Head's fat head? And I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. But anyway, but. It is the little fatheads, and so we ordered, it and everyone loved it. Like mm-hmm. it was a fun little thing when we handed those out, and everyone got it. I do notice that you still use your star one uh, over do. over your dogwood one. I'm just like to point that out. It's because you treasure your dogwood so once you don't want to spoil it with coffee. That's is what right. It is. See, I don't want to make it. I, I don't exactly, want to mess it up. I knew exactly what you're doing. So, all right. So, going back to graphic design, what's the most difficult part of being a graphic designer? Because I, I have an idea. I, I just from my perspective. I would say we would love our clients, but it's the the whole desire to like want to do something the way you think it's going to be. And then having your client go, I don't like that. Or I want to go this other direction. And you're like, that's the least favorite one of all of them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In an ideal world, um, we'd meet with a client. They'd tell us what they want. And then, I mean, first round, we'd knock it out of the park with what Mm -hmm. we think is best for their business. But that's not usually how it goes. So there's always uh, the difficulty is just finding the sweet spot between making sure you accomplish what your client wants, but also staying true to yourself and like making sure it's good design. Um, that is probably the most difficult part. And sometimes you have to set aside what you might think is best because at the end of the day, it's about what they want. Yeah. I, I, I remember one time, one of our clients, we sent him the branding and he came back and said, it looks great. And they're like, <laughs> I was like, no, no, like we expect you to like 
be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. We're looking for feedback. He was like, it looks great. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah. You know, it was like we went on first draft, and mm-hmm. like that's what he wanted. And he did end up coming back and made like some other small changes, right. but like for uh, just sort of like particular placement on the branding pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, like to hit it out of the park, it's that's rare, and we don't it expect very that rare. because we expect the people to have opinions, right. even no matter how many meetings, how many hours we spend, they're going to come back and have that. So, so when we talk about that being the frustrating part, it's not really frustrating. It's just like. It's like your child, you know, yeah. you, you, you've you've done this, but you expect people to come back and go, okay, we need to make this. We need to right. move it over there or anything else like that. So in the ideal world, um, what's the, the creative process? What's that look like for you when it comes to doing like a branding project or anything like that? Um, so it always starts off with a meeting with the client, and that is – Really, like I feel like the meeting is one of the most important parts mm-hmm. of the process because it really sets the tone for the rest of the project. So getting to hear the heart behind their business or their organization, why they do what they do, what they want to communicate to people that can affect anything from the kind of type you pick, the colors you pick. So that is really one of the most important parts of the de- of the design process. And then from there, um, I usually make a mood board and then um, just collect um, ideas or images of kind of what uh, direction they want their branding to go in. And then I'll draft up um, one or two options and then send it off to them. And then from there, we continue to hone in on what they want it to look like. So we'll go from main logo, secondary logo. Do they want submarks? Do they want social icons? And then um, at the end of the process, we send them a great little branding package where they can know um, this is how you move forward. This is how your brand needs to work in the real world. I know this. I was trying to think about this this project we had before, and I'll, I might come back to that later on. But um, when it comes down to like making like i guess let me go back i'm like just fumbling this big time how many rounds of revisions would you you say is normal or is there a normal for that i feel like three is the is a normal number for revisions because like you said we don't live in a perfect world so we're not always going to get it right the first time so first round of revisions you're like okay like we'll fix it this way second round of revisions it's like the last few touches and then by the third round usually we should all be on the same page mm-hmm. and headed towards wrapping up the project. I remember the question I was going to ask last time. So when you mentioned about the beginning of the branding process, uh, getting together with a client, would you say that it's much more valuable to be able to do that in person versus a, a, like a Google Meet or anything else like that, or a Zoom meeting or anything like that? Do you Is there pluses and minuses of in-person versus those? Um, yes. I think definitely in person. It's just different from like – talking to someone on a screen versus in person. Mm-hmm. I think you just get to hear um, a lot more of like where they're coming from when you're in person. Um, so yeah, definitely. I feel like there's less distractions when you're in person yeah, also too. Also less distractions. Because like you have them in front of you and right. you've got their attention. Mm-hmm. And also I like being able to see people's offices because mm-hmm. I feel like when you see like how they've chosen to like decorate their office right. or their their whole like building and that kind of stuff, you get kind of a – an idea of like what right. their vibe is. Yeah, even because uh, we already touched on our WMU project. Like, if we weren't there in person in our meeting, she would have never been able to go to her office and like mm-hmm. give us the pin that yep. had the original WMU logo on it. Um, 
and we wouldn't have been able to take the tour of the history of the WMU to really fully grasp like how long the WMU has been around yeah. um, and what they want to communicate in their new branding. Well, even afterwards, we all went and ate lunch together. Mm-hmm. And like that was just, it was a good time just to really get to know them and right. like really understand their passions. And like I was talking to one of them and he was talking about during COVID that he was worried that they might would have to cut his position. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, the, these guys at WMU Foundation were like, no, no, we're going to take care of you. Do the things, make the shifts, the things that make to make it happen. And I was like, well, that really stood out to me as a great story yeah. of just how they take care of their people. Yeah, And I was like that. It, it, it doesn't always matter everything to the brand, but it just helped me to get to know them better, right. which does affect the way we perceive them and the right. way we portray them on social media as right. we help them with those or, or as we work on their website. Like these are the kind of these are the kind of people they are. Mm-hmm. And so like just you don't get those stories about going and breaking bread with someone or getting yeah. to sit around a table and and really like even one of the other guys there like getting to hear his quiet demeanor and mm-hmm. just the way he was like, he really valued and had learned all about the WMU foundation and he was very passionate about it. Right. And it was neat to hear that. Yeah. Because like, it makes you want to get like, when you hear someone, makes you want to get passionate yes, about exactly. it. <laughs> it's like, it, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I, I really like want to learn more about this. Know, and like, yeah. I want to be like, <laughs> I want to make sure that what he's saying is heard other places right. because it's a real thing and they actually really believe in it. So yeah. anyway, so those, those in-person meetings are, are great. So, yeah. um, um, do you have well, what questions would you like or information do you like to have before starting a, a, a branding project? Like, if there's something like me as the guy who meets with them first, is there something I could be asking to be able to tell you about the project that would be helpful? Um, I feel like I already touched on this some, um, but just okay. uh, I guess like what the why, like why mm-hmm. why does your business exist? Why does your organization exist? What is the heart? Okay. Um, behind that, yeah. And it's a lot of those things that come up in the branding discussion right. when we actually go there also, right. too. Okay. Well, that was all the questions I had for you today. You survived. <laughs> you survived your first podcast. I've been thinking about this for weeks since well, they told me. Well, I remember one day turn. I said, hey, let's go knock this out real fast. You're like, no, not, not, <laughs> i got to have preparation. And I so, do need to have preparation. <laughs> and you've done very well. You, you don't even have notes. I mean, no. you've done like all this. Like, I practiced with Ben last night. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I made him go through the questions with me and like flesh it out just so I wouldn't forget anything today. I wish we had a recording of that so we could just like see how that podcast went I know. against ours and just see which one's better. That would have been great. We'll have to, get, we'll have to talk to Ben about that. <laughs> what have been on the podcast at some point? Oh, he would probably love it. Uh, that, that sounds like a plan to me. Well, next episode will not be with Ben. Sorry, Ben Crocker will not be visiting us. It'll actually be with Lauren, though. So that's a good person to have on a podcast. She's been here a couple times before, but we're going to be talking. And Lauren, by the way, is our new director of operations. Uh, we'll, she'll be my guest, and we'll be talking about the issue of declining organic reach, which is one of the things you dealt with when you had to deal with social media that you don't have to deal with any longer. Yes, <laughs> very thankful. <laughs> well, if you like what you're hearing, you can head over to our website at dogwoodmediasolutions.com. You can check out other blog content that we have written there also. And uh, you can also listen to all of our podcast episodes right there at dogwoodmediasolutions.com. Make sure you check out some of the ones you may have missed, but also go ahead and subscribe. We are on pretty much every platform you can think of. Uh, You can go and subscribe those, whichever one is the one you prefer. Um, Always, thanks for tuning in to Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. And until next time, happy marketing.